This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. How do you even get to the point where you go from, hey, your granddaughter just told us she loves you very much to, I'd like to stoop one of my family members. How do you even get there is what I don't understand. No. Have you been through it yourself? Is that a big part of it? Yeah. I, I think for a I lot of people so? they've been abused. I do think yeah. that that... Jesus. See, you know, that, that, there's a perfect example of why, what people should learn about life. My dad was mentally ill. He and I never got along. He, he and I, I mean, we didn't like one another. There's no question about it. But you know what? I could be happy today because at least Bob didn't try to take a run at me. Right? <laughs> I think that's I mean, talk about be, looking at an optimistic Well, viewpoint. you should, though. I mean, I've been look, trying to get him to do that all day today, and it is the weirdest time yeah, to step up. Yeah, but I have to work up. with you. How am I ever going to be in a good mood? To say, it's a disaster. To put on the rose-colored glasses in this situation, that's pretty I want, I want you to do pretty me favor. interesting. I want you to do me a favor. Look at the four of us on screen. Why is your head so much bigger than everybody else's? Mine? you got a melon head. Look at that noggin. Me? <laughs> she goes me. But I lean forward. I have a really big head. I don't know Do why. You, you got a big forehead. Here. It's a good. It's a good look on both of you, though. Thanks. So I grew I just it like myself. To point that out. <laughs> I grew it. Yeah, you did. You grew it yourself. That's true. No, I think it's just the stuff's important to talk about because. I do remember back when I was a kid, there were some rumors of that stuff, and nobody would talk about it. So right. I don't even talk about that. Don't even bring it up. Now we do talk about it, which I think is great. Right. And, and it's also for the survivors, getting rid of like the stigma of shame, I think, yeah. is really yep. important because it, that's something that they carry with them. And also the stigma of like going to therapy because anyone who's a sexual abuse survivor needs mm-hmm. the therapy, and it's important that we champion that. For sure. All right. Now, I know you only got a couple of minutes left, but I do want to ask you because it's one of my favorites uh, coming up later on this hour. Uh, I just want to make sure we're right on time here, which we still are. Thank God for that. But uh, at 8.50 this morning, we have Patricia Heaton on. I love her. Ah. I just love Patricia Heaton. Mm -hmm. She's funny. She's very funny. And she's like quick-witted. She's not just yep. like, oh, I'm a good comedic actress. She's someone that can ad-lib very quickly. So mm-hmm. she may give you a hard time, which is great. No, she's never done that before. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I can't remember what show it was. It was a, a, an award show. And she was wearing a dress that was too big for her. You might remember this. And what they did is they pulled the dress behind her back and put a big, one of those big clips cl- clip yeah, on Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember clip. seeing that with her? It was they do some... that. They do that quite a bit. Oh, when, do they really? Yeah. Oh, when they do it on set a lot. Yeah, if yeah. It doesn't fit or they want to give you like a waist. <laughs> they'll like put a C-clip behind yeah. you. Photo yep. shoots is constant. Photo shoots yeah. they do it cut constantly. Do they fun. really? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I made fun of it and she did not see the humor in it at all. So. <laughs> just a chip clip. They just threw a chip clip. They said, oh, it's Doritos. These Doritos, they can hold up open for a little while. I've used a chip clip at my house when I need to do something. I'm like, oh, I need to tighten that up. I just chip clip works in a pinch. And then throw on a blazer. You're done. Yeah, make sure you bring it up today, too, Tom. That'll be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Piss her off again. Patricia. I do. I think the world, I think she's very, very talented. She's a very nice person. Beautiful woman. She's got it all going. That's good. Yeah, and had a great career, too. Yes. That, that yep. really long television career, successful. It's she great. She did indeed. All right, young lady. I love having you on till like, 10 after 8. What a great thing this is. I, this works for me. Mm-hmm. You want to stay on till like, 11? We're not even on till 11, but you can Come stay on. Come on, Kristen. Yeah. Just hang <laughs> out all day. 11. <laughs> We'll change yeah, for it. For you, it'd only be nine. That's right. Okay. We'll change it to the Tom Bernard and Kristen Burt show. Yeah, there you go. You're on that from final now on. offer. Just join the whole show. From now on, <laughs> sister. Like, get rid of her. Oh. We can't get rid of her. Nobody's ever saying that. There'll be hell <laughs> to pay if they annoying. do. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And I will see you in a little bit on the family. Now, when are you coming to town, by the way? Because I see you and Catherine have been talking about that a little bit, haven't you? No, we haven't. Oh, I you thought you had. You were gonna... <laughs> this has been okay. This is why I haven't met Tom in eleven years because 11 he's like, years. I'll get on it and I'll do it. And I texted him, and then he never texted me back. And then on the show, he's like, I'll I'll work on it. Behind but the I scenes. passed it on to Catherine, and she dropped the ball. Apparently, <laughs> no, I'm starting to think that nobody wants me in Minneapolis. We want you in Minneapolis. I'm here to tell you. Absolutely. I'm Sometime to take this summer. A little personally, like nope. <laughs> Now, when you lived here, did you ever spend any time like going out to Lake Minnetonka and floating yeah. around in a boat and all that stuff? I did. I loved summer. I did not love winter, but I did uh, no, love no. summer. No, no. 
Winter is hideous. I loved my three weeks of fall. I love fall. Three weeks of fall. That's about right. Yeah, that's about, and that, yeah. what, a week and a half of spring. A week great. and a half of spring. That's basically the first week and a half in June. That's yep. about it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow, though. And we'll no, get this done. You'll talk to me tomorrow, and you'll talk to me a little bit later today. And then oh, that's right. On, you're on today. Yeah, and KB1, You'll whether I'm ever coming to Minneapolis, or if that's just like a joke. Okay, we'll talk to KB1 on on the family podcast today. Okay. Got to, we got to get you in here, no doubt. <laughs> Thank you, my oh, dear. Boy. We'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow, guys. Kristen Bertley, yeah, known her for 11 years, never met her. And it, the great part is, until this show, I never even knew what she looked like. Which is pretty weird, I suppose. Isn't that a weird world we live in? After 11 years, you what, might want to know. What if we just popped her up on StreamYard that day one, and it was just like a 53-year-old guy with like a stained sweatshirt, just a Let pair of glasses, you. yeah, and you're like, whoa, that is not the voice I thought would be coming out of that body. Okay. I'd, oh, I'd do a Kristen slow Burt. clap. Yeah. Good He'd on you. Clap. Long con. You'd be good to <laughs> the long con. Is that what you're calling it? Um, I have to ask some questions. You know, one thing I want to make very, very clear to our listeners is I don't have a political affiliation. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I have Democrat friends and I have Republican friends. So when I bring stuff up, Andy's particularly touchy about this. When I ask questions about politics, because I don't really have an opinion, I just like to learn things, why, why people do the things they do. Uh, there's a Minneapolis DFL chair deletes tweet mocking Ronald Reagan's death. What the hell is that all about? Mm. Now, I don't even know who that is. So who is the uh, DFL chair? I don't even know who that is. Um, and again, I'm just trying to learn things here. I'm, I don't have an opinion about this. I probably wouldn't make fun of someone who died, but that's just me. It's too soon. It's only 19 <laughs> years. <laughs> Way too soon. Only 19 years of it. The chair of the Minneapolis DFL party on Monday deleted a tweet mocking the death of former President Ronald Reagan, swiftly drawing a rebuke from the state Republican Party, as well as the DFL's own state chair, yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. They're not making this a political deal either. They both parties agree that should not have happened. Okay, and the who put That's out the tweet thing. again? It wasn't a comedian or somebody. The chair of the DFL party. Okay, you're right. That's not a place you don't. No. You don't get to be jokey joke McJokerson if you're in that spot. Like, I like if jokey Rudy, McJokerson, I like that mm-hmm. name. If you're Rudy, you tweet something like that. Funny, like, yeah, subscribe. Yeah, that's true. It's his job. But I feel like. Right. You can't do that when you're a politician, right? Monday was the 19th anniversary of the 2004 death of Ronald Reagan, a Republican who served two terms in the 1980s, presided over a resurgence of American might during a pivotal period of the Cold War and remains a revered figure today for many Americans. Brianna Rose Lee, chair of the Minneapolis DFL, marked the occasion with a 10.29 a.m. Twitter post that read, 19 years ago today, Ronald Reagan did his one good deed for the world. See... The guy wow. died. Really? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's it's just that's insane. pretty dark. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Do you realize that being the the chair of the DFL. Minneapolis DFL, maybe you shouldn't say things like, "Look, you don't like Ronald Reagan. Good for you." I don't really have an opinion about Ronald Reagan. He did some good things, some things I didn't care for, but you're happy that he's dead. That's rough. What a horrible person you are. Uh, yeah. I'm not happy that anybody's dead. Yeah, I have a hard time with anybody who makes a joke about people dying. Like, even I though know. he might not agree with Ronald Reagan, but let's right. not forget, like, he had a family, he had people, yeah. people loved him, he was beloved by some. Like, let's not. It's, it's, yeah. But again, I do think it has, like, okay, so if some edgy comedian you know wrote that, you'd go, not kind of, not my joke, but you'd live your life. But yeah. Like, this is the, somebody involved, this is a yeah. politician, this is somebody who leads people. And leads a party that claims that, you know, they want to help everyone. Why would you do that? That seems so silly. Also, if I'm going to get canceled and thrown out, I'm going to have it be something yeah. more nefarious oh, than a just a tweet. Than True that. I, I, I want a dead hooker in the trunk. I want cocaine up my nose. You I think want you're a Kennedy? Yes. Or Absolutely. at least a better tweet. Yes. Like funnier. Yeah. If I'm going to be canceled, I'm going to go harder than that. Absolutely. I'll close with this because I know we got to go to break. But I grew up Catholic. Yeah. And when JFK was elected, my mother went off the deep end because he was the first Catholic president of the United States. I said, Mom, you ever researched that family at all? They might be in the mafia. I wouldn't be too excited about this. Let her be. Which makes me wonder, all those years later, three years later, after that conversation with my mother in 1960, so I was eight. Yeah. But... I, to this day, have always wondered, was that really a mafia hit instead of just let's take out the president? I have no idea. 
Because their father did a lot of, you talk about nefarious things. And again, that guy was a hero. In my, I mean, like I said, it was the Pope, Jesus, and, and you know, John F. Kennedy, because he was Catholic. Yeah. In my house, it was a very, very big deal. But I don't know. I just, why, I'm not, I wasn't happy seeing anybody die. It, no. I mean, why would you be happy that someone died? He did the one good thing. He died. Oh, well, that's not even funny, Brianna. Yeah, Brianna. By the way, uh, 952-600-2575, Brianna, you want to call in, and, and maybe you could suggest to us why you even did that. Yeah. Are I you think trying to be funny? This is one of those things, too, where I go, yeah, this, she said a quick sorry, I go live my life. But that's me. I think people can write things, and I'll go, yeah, that wasn't great, terrible taste, but if, if that, that would be a quick solution. Mm-hmm. I was feeling, I, th- I thought I was on to something. Unless, of course, bad. it was your relative, then you'd be hurt. No, I'm saying even if I somebody wrote something like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't want to take this person. So let's say they say, um, you know, thank God your dog Izzy's dead. I'd go, whoa. And they'd say, sorry, I don't know what I was doing. I'd go, okay, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not about your mother or father. Or I would your... forgive somebody. I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't, I'd but I would. I, I've seen enough people. Brianna doesn't even have any nuts to cut off. Or maybe they, maybe you she don't does. Know her life. Know. Yeah, you're yeah. right. She might. You're absolutely right. I just, I, there is nobody on earth that I dislike that much. Yeah. I don't hate anybody. I'm not going to waste my time hating anybody, right? But let's say, I, this would never happen. Let's say your kiddo said something that was, your kids would not, though. No, they would not. Let us say I said something. I say dumb things me. all the time. What if I said something bad uh, like this and the, uh, was there no coming back from apologies? Yeah, no, no. Every day I get on the phone with Dan and I go, how much longer do I have to put up with this? Every day I, I, write, uh, I like to just apologize for everything I said. <laughs> no, that was just intentionally hurtful. It was. And I'm not, am I deeply offended by it? No, I didn't know Ronald Reagan. Yeah. But I just don't know why you'd even want to say something like that. It makes no sense to me. Me. Yeah, it, I think I think a quick apology and we can all Just move, move on. on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh God, this. How about this one? Uh-oh. The low rent rhetoric from the Minneapolis DFL chair, while not surprising, is just another example. See now, here here's the problem I have right here. What did they turn it into? It's not about her. It's about the whole DFL. It, you mm-hmm. can't say that. Now, now, the, now the Republican made a huge mistake. Yeah. You can't blame the entire Minnesota DFL because of what she did. Yeah. Or, why can't we get past this? Explain that to me. I think we can. It's just, again, people have to put the human. She, nice, had, yeah. she had to take a pause and go, this was a human. And now we have to go up, take a pause and say, this, was, this is a human who made yeah, a mistake. I agree. It's like we don't need to next level this. We don't, this is I not, know. this is not that big. This is a Twitter account, okay? Yeah. Like, this is not that big of a deal. Everybody I've said just... things where I've completely regretted. But luckily, I'm not famous enough that I can Yeah. You right. got a Twitter account just filled with things that should get you canceled, and nobody has seen it ever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there go ahead and it. follow. Like and follow. <laughs> there you have it. All right, we do have to take a break because we've got Chris Eggert coming up in just a couple of minutes. Well, guess when you thought it couldn't get any better? Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow. And now, with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow that you will ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. Make sure you use that when you buy the MyPillows, by the way. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? 
I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko Newmarket, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently looking up at the screen. Uh, apparently joining us now to talk about the news. Don Ho, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Look at that shirt, baby. Look at it. It's summertime. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Hawaiian shirt cooking. Looking good. I was, I was at um, Lord Fletcher's a couple weekends ago Ooh. for a birthday party. And uh, I had the shirt on and this guy like, Younger guy, all muscled up, you know, like typical like boat meathead kind of guy. You know, you know what <laughs> yes, I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Uh, he walks up to me in there and he goes, he goes, man, that shirt's really ugly, dude. But I love how you're owning it. I'm like, thank you. What? That is unnecessary. Ugly? That's oh a great shirt. If you don't know what to say, you don't have to tell people <clears throat> anything. Like, what uh, is he doing? Uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of got what he was saying, but whatever. He was a meathead. It's fine. How about this, Rodney Dangerfield? Look at that hat. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> hey, now, he, he criticized the hat but said, no, it looks good on you, so that's good. You do such a good Rodney, Tom. I, I could listen to you just do that all day. I should probably, one of these days when I retire from doing this, probably go on tour. I probably should. I've been asked to do that, but it did. Man, while well, Rudy, you know, all that traveling that goes with it, and I'd have to wear makeup and a costume every night, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> That would be a bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe someday, though. Something, give me something to do. Yeah? Yeah. I still, my favorite we, story is still the Cesario story. It's my, that is a brilliant ad lib. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, speaking of guys who should just keep their mouth shut, the last time I saw Declan from Score North, I was getting a cup of coffee at the commissary over at okay. Hubbard headquarters. And he goes, uh, he goes, you want, uh, you want any cream? Because he was standing next to like the fridge. He goes, you want any cream or sugar with that? I said, no, I just take my coffee black. He goes... Basic bitch. What? Basic bitch? What What does that even mean? First off... uh, I kind of love that he said that. But what does it mean? You call somebody basic when they drink White Claws. You know what I mean? I was like, first off, uh, I think nowadays it is the trend buckers who actually drink black coffee. I just have... I don't have whipped cream on top. I don't take it with cream and sugar. I just drink straight up black coffee. Yeah, you drink it like a freaking man. Like a man man drinks it. Black coffee. Just like Columbo used to drink it. You know? Like, that's, that's how you drink coffee. Another one of my favorite people. I love Peter Falk. Yeah. What a great guy. I have been often accused of being a basic bitch when I pull out the Uggs. 
and the there's a reason it's co it's popular, okay? Yeah. Black coffee is amazing. It's simple, it's quick, and you don't have to carry anything on you. It's perfect. Uggs are comfortable. Honestly, Rudy, you are a basic bitch sometimes. Yeah. I am a basic bitch sometimes. Chris, I don't know. I'm a basic I, bitch. I drink, I, I'm a basic bitch. I drink freaking uh, black coffee. And if I'm going to have a maker's mark, it's going to be a freaking, uh, it's it, going to be a, a little, yeah, neat. Like, yeah. I, like, sorry, I don't get your umbrellas <laughs> on my drinks. <laughs> but yeah. I do think Declan is in the wrong for the using the term. Like, I don't think that black uh, coffee is a basic bitch no. move. But I do love that he felt confident enough to call you a basic bitch. I was like, who let that a toddler like in here? Yeah. So much more <laughs> what than What does that even I, mean? It's like um you do uh something very common, you do something that's like Be, that's um, being a basic bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes no sense. I don't think yeah. you're a basic bitch, Tom. But well, it doesn't first of all, a bitch is a dog and they only called women though? bitches be Yes. Is it when you call me a bitch, how do about you really this? How about the first time you hear me ever call Catherine a bitch, you better run right alongside wow. me. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Because that ain't ever going to happen. Has anybody called you a bitch, Tom? Like, I mean, genuinely, a, a guy been mad? Because I feel like that is the biggest insult. How women feel about the C word when you call another yeah. man a bitch, I feel like, oh, that drives, it gets under my skin. I called you it yesterday. Yeah, she did. I, I were on air because I was like, oh, well, that felt right. Um, but has a guy ever called you a bitch? Oh yeah, only black men have ever called me a bitch, mm. and I've yeah. never, I've never even been in an argument with a black man in my life. Yeah. Was it bitch? Because they've <laughs> won the argument with that. They yeah. know there's no reason to go on. Say hey, bitch. <laughs> I do like that a lot, actually, because yeah. it's just a dog. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Who cares? Um, I any generic uh, thing will not will not hurt my feelings. Now, if you attack, you know, my eyebrows that like to be one eyebrow, like if you come at me spe with specifics, you can hurt my feelings. How about this? Your mother's a bum. How about that? I wish. She's got so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Beverly. She's I can't too keep up. She, uh, yeah. she's staying at our house right now. I'm exhausted. She's like, let's go on another walk. I was like, why? <laughs> um, but no, generics don't hurt me. Like the, the C word, that doesn't hurt me. That actually is a clean, nice sounding word. And yeah. the B word, no, that doesn't, that doesn't bug me. How about when guys used to go, oh, yeah, see you next Tuesday. I know, be brave. Like, oh, Say it. Yeah, Say right? it. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Say it. Shut up. And I also don't mind. But I was also in the military where they would throw that out quickly and i go, yeah. Yeah. You know me better than that. Mm -hmm. Make fun of my calves. What does that. it actually mean? Where did the word come from? It has to be derived from something. But I don't know. Where did the word even come from? I don't know. To the Google. Do the Google, man. I like it. It's all, yeah, I didn't, because I, it, it really, I'm trying to think where it even would have come from to call somebody that. Because I know in England, they just call people that all the time Why in the open. Yeah. Mostly men calling each other that. But... So it might not mean the same thing in England. just kind of means you're a loser or something. I don't know. Just to give you guys a heads up, there's an actual Wikipedia page on the word. There you go. <laughs> I thought it would be. Now, what does it mean? Uh, it looks like it comes from Middle Low German. There's a shot. Is what it said. Uh, originally, it, yeah, so I think there was a version of it that started in Germany that then made its way to Norway, and then Sweden is where we get the terminology that we use today. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the history of the word, it was a, it was, a, oh, originally it was a place name for a London street. Really? Called, ooh, okay, I can't say this. Um, it was called Grope C. Lane. What? Ah, yes. Now that's a Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. We got it made. Huh? Grope C Lane. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That is. I think Eggert's going to vomit. I'm looking at I, him right now. I feel like some people just make up crap on Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> it's that's what it's for. Yeah, that's it's true. literally what I mean, it's it is for. crowdsourced, right? Like, you don't necessarily. But I don't know why people set themselves up like that. Like, if I went around and said, if anyone calls me a bitch, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Like I agree with Rudiel. There is something about if a dude calls another dude a bitch in a certain way, it's very insulting. Oof. Like, it is. You're being a little bitch right now, Chris. It's all about the tone. Yeah. It's all about the tone. Yeah. Was the name of that great movie that 
Well, the guy says to another guy in a bar, eh, sugar tit all the way. Sugar <laughs> <tit>. <laughs> I think that's fair. Sugar tit all. What, what, so a sugar tit, wasn't that like you, they would, in, in the Depression, yeah. they would put sugar in a, a handkerchief, roll it up in a ball, and the baby would suck on that. Is that what a sugar tit or drives from? Sugar, that's what a sugar tit was, yes, I guess. Tom, you re- you referred to me as a sugar tit several times. In I know. Fact, so much so that some of the fellas around the building here who regularly listen to me uh, or listen to you and aware that Thank I'm God. on the show, they'll walk by and be like, hey, sugar tit. Like, it's like. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. It's that. funny because on the Wikipedia page, they actually have a list of all the songs that the word is used in. The C word? Yeah. Really? And as I'm going down and I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's a pattern here. It's Busta Rhymes, Nicki Minaj, oh, well. uh, Azalea Banks, Flow Rider. However, I was like, first I was laughing thinking, okay, where's Gordon Lightfoot on this uh, list? Not on there, but a queen used the word really? in a song. Wow, I had no idea. Um, it is from the... Oh, you know what? Actually, never mind. I, I, I apologize. Queen... Oh, goddamn Wikipedia screwing me again. Queen is the name of a song that Nicki Minaj had also used. Uh, I thought that makes more sense now. Because I was like, Freddie Mercury is better than using that word. In no, I feel like that would be iconic. For, yeah, For no, Queen to use it? I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I will retract that statement. Yes. You're right. He should have used it. He could okay. totally have passed, and I would have said, yep, he can use that. I need sure. the help of Rudy and Chris. Has there ever been a television station or a radio station with those call letters? Because some people would not have known, starting with a K, what that would even mean. Or if it was like KNT, I could see it. It could have maybe in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. There yeah, was a, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, there could have been. We should look at the. Good morning and welcome to K Hunt. <laughs> K Hunt, yes. K You're going to love this KNT, baby. <laughs> oh, I bet you somebody's come close. Because I know they've had KOCK, was a radio station in, I believe, Oklahoma. KNT rocking your world. More KOKK was a station I worked for in here there on you, South KOKK, Florida. that's exactly right. See, there you go. You're listening to the cock. Well, thank you. Thank Out you of much. Kingston, Tennessee, 104.3 WKNT. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Looks like I have a move, move in my future. <laughs> you got a place to work. Looks like I, well, it was nice working with you gentlemen. Is there a K prick for you and me, Rudy? Uh, there's got to be one out there. If not, I, we can start calling that this You're for sure. The K prick. K prick. Yeah. I like it. Works for me. <laughs> But yeah, K-O-K-K, you worked there. This in Huron, you said? A little mm-hmm. bit of prick in the morning. Yeah, baby. See? It all works out in the end. No question. So any other big news stories we should be knowing about here, Pally? Uh, a couple things are interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys caught this pursuit and crash that happened yesterday. or like six kids who stole a, um, stole a Hyundai or something in, in North Minneapolis and were had been known by police for a while. Anyway, there was a police pursuit, and they crashed into a bus shelter and hurt some innocent people, and that's going to be something you're going to be hearing more about because, um, A, you hear a lot about the juvenile crime, and uh, then, B, you've got the certain kind of vehicle that seems to get stolen a lot, and then you've got a police chase involved, so there's lots of lots of layers to that. That was kind of a big thing from yesterday. Uh, and other than that, there's an apartment fire overnight out uh, in Loretto in far western Hennepin County. But really, uh, other than that, it was. And then the air quality thing's kind of a thing again today. Um, and then that 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 did you guys see that virtual I told you about yesterday? The Apple's new thirty five hundred dollar virtual reality headset. Yeah, I watched that. That was bleak. It was. I think the idea is is that this in this form won't exist anymore and like you'll wear your phone on your face but yeah and it like, was it'll yeah. glasses yep it, you're right and t- it, that's so spot on chris because it wasn't like it was new things it was just integrating no. your exact phone layout but you have to wear these hideous goggles i mean i think that'll evolve and usually when apple gets involved in something like they've got the kind of research and the tech to be able to like turn it into what they need to monetize it. But I don't know. I'm not paying, I'm not paying $3,500 for 
freaking anything. I ain't got $3,500, but I'm, I'm certainly not using a pair of virtual reality headset for that to text classes or. to text somebody in vr that was pretty much what the video was i was like yeah they're just texting in vr so i can get on facebook and well that didn't work the metaverse thing kind of took a dump didn't it i don't think anybody was really into that yeah because the metaverse tried to hook up that was the big thing was they they partnered with oculus and they wanted to make it a thing. And they even, they initially made you sign up for a Facebook account if you don't have one, which a lot of yeah. kids didn't, um, to have any sort of subscription on your Oculus. And then they just, probably about a year ago, finally said, fine, we're going to quit making you have a Facebook account because these 12-year-olds are like, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Tommy, are you on Facebook? Nope, but I'm. They're trying to talk me into getting back on there. I, I was on Twitter, Facebook. I don't think I was ever on it. True Social. I was on there because Mike Lindell started that. God, yeah. I haven't talked to Mike Lindell in about in months. Who's trying to talk you into getting to Facebook? Uh, my family. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Well, I like threatening people. What's no. wrong with that? I think you're fine. We're there's enough people running your socials. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't you're, have you're any good. interest. You're in good. It. it just all I ever did was argue with people i mean it's it, it lends itself to that yeah <laughs> it does i mean <laughs> mostly all that <laughs> but here's uh, what i don't I, understand about it all of a sudden everybody on there is a tough guy it's like i've met tough guys sure. you and i are not tough guys okay so stop it on social media yeah Jesus. I, I, you're you're spot on with that i guess i was i was wondering because that whole uh, metaverse thing and blah 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 blah. I don't know. I got a hard enough time just handling reality, let alone like having a whole other freaking life in virtual reality. Like that seems very stressful to me. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no. And plus, the fact we're learning. Obviously, Bill Gates is a prime example of what a psychopath asshole most of those people are. Now he doesn't own one of those sites, but he's huge in Microsoft and all the rest of it, right? Mm -hmm. What a horrible human being that man is. Uh, you know that he's the biggest landowner now in America? I've there's heard a, that. There's a reason for that, and we'll get to it someday. It ain't good, man. This guy is just a, he's way over the top. Well, his wife left him. What does that tell you? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, because maybe a couple other guys on the show might happen to, but you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Me? I, My wife never left me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Catherine One thing I'll say it. about Bill Gates, because we lived in Seattle for a while. Oh, right, yeah. Like, like, he lives on the what's called Lake Washington there, and it's a huge palace of a home, as you would expect. Sure. There was a boat that didn't look like a boat. It's technically a boat. It almost looked like an oil rig. <laughs> it was sitting. Yeah. I'm not, it's, it's the only yeah. way I can think of to describe it. Right. Um, this oil rig-shaped boat was sitting out in front of his place, and it was a helicopter pad. It was a boat that was so big it had a helicopter pad on it. That, that was its only function was to be able to. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm just saying like the level of money is, you know, it's it, you can't even really comprehend it. But this is where I was interested in Bill Gates, because uh, one day I was like, I think our house got flooded and we had to stay downtown in a hotel oh, with little sure. kids and dogs and all this crap. And it was during holiday time. And there was one of those like gingerbread house displays in the front lobby of the hotel. Mm -hmm. And I, I was walking on my way to work and I looked into the lobby and there's freaking Bill Gates, like with his family sitting there looking at this stupid ginger house. Uh, and I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is like the richest man in the world still has to do this boring crap with his family. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of negative. Just a well, little. I, I, it's just one of those things, you know, like maybe the kids were into it or the mom was into it. And he's like, oh, good. We get to go downtown and look at gingerbread houses. It was just so funny. I looked up and there's freaking Bill Gates looking at gingerbread houses. And I was like, what the? Anyway, it's just lovely. Yeah, that's lovely to know that some of those struggles are universal mm -hmm. to have to do yeah, things you don't want to do. Lovely. Absolutely. I get that. Do you think those houses, uh, the, you know, like, well, Ben Affleck just bought a new house, has 24 bedrooms in it. 24 bedrooms. 
Is this a penis thing? Look how big my wiener is. For sure. That's what this is, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I I don't have a. <laughs> I mean, I don't know personally. I don't have but... a big enough <laughs> bank account to be able to do that. But I, that's what it feels like to me. Doesn't it? Look at the look at the how powerful I am. Andy has a it's giant like penis. Boats. See, there you <laughs> go, right there. I got this one a couple years ago, and I'll never forget it. So I was talking about. We had just got our first boat. Had my kids were little. It was like the coolest thing for us. It was not. It was not much of a boat, right? It was very basic little boat. And I was talking to somebody about it. <clears throat> and the way you flex on other people with your boat, apparently, yeah, is she's like, "Oh, what kind of boat do you have?" And I'm like, "I don't know, the eighteen foot Larson." You know, again, like a very, yeah, yep. very simple little boat. She's like, "Oh, that's." She goes. Our boat has 97 cup holders or something ridiculous. Oh, well. What a weird flex. What a great idea. It was the cup holders. And I was like, oh my God. 97 cup holders and zero friends to use them. Exactly. Exactly. Enjoy your cup holders. Anyway, (laughs) I still have interaction with this person. This probably 10 years, eight, nine years ago. I still cannot look at this person without thinking about the cup holder yeah. flex with the boat. Oh, yeah. And I think sure. different. I have a lesser opinion of yeah. this person for doing that. I was like, come on. I feel that. You actually took the time to count them, lady. Is that what you're saying? You well, counted the cup holders. It's so, um, you should just see all the cup holders on oh, this thing. What? Oh I never have to hold my drink. Everywhere I go, <laughs> I can just set it down and know it's safe. It pushes me off just talking about it again right now. That's so funny. It's but really I will say, stupid. ideally, I like to have at least three cup holders available in my car at all times. Three? Yeah. For a bottle? I have my water, my coffee, and then like whatever drink that I had that needs to get thrown away in a little bit has to go in the side one. So I feel like... You don't throw away your drinks when you get out of the car? I will, but once I first get in in the morning, sometimes it's still in there and I have to transfer it until I walk here. It's when you get out, never get in. Well, I've seen your car many times, Tom, and we live different lives. I I always go, did he just get that? Why is there no particle of any, there's no proof anyone's ever been in your car ever? That's that's the plan right there. (laughs) Like I've got sweaters, I've got, you know, baby toys, I got pacifiers everywhere. And you look like, you just drove it off the lot. I asked Dougie over at Flagship Ford when I picked up my new car, please weld the passenger door shut. I know. <laughs> You've gotten in my car. You've seen that I am not. We are not We are not living parallel lives, sir. And as you do know, Catherine always drives. I never drive when we're together. Does she keep never. her car really clean, too? Yeah, she does. She nice. does a pretty good job with it. But, yeah, she will not ride in a car if I'm driving. Yeah. She said, I'm, I'm too aggressive. How do you see me as aggressive, for Christ's sake? That's what I want to know. Where do they even get that? Where do they even get it? All right, Pally. Hey, Rudy stiffed me on. You want to play golf today, Chris? Oh, God. I I got crap all day today. I would love to, though, next time. (laughs) We'll get get a foursome. We saw people in town for the graduation and everything later on this week, so otherwise I would. Are you still pretending your kids graduated from somewhere? Yeah, well, he, uh, I think he, if it, it, it's supposed to actually walk down the old aisle for the ceremony on yeah. Thursday. Oh, okay. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna, until that moment happens, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> assume he's not graduated. So I need to see that actually happen. No, see, I would, I, I try to be, because I know you got to go and do your other duties and all the rest of it. What? Otherwise, I would invite you to stay because Patricia Heaton is a phenomenal guest. But I know oh, you're, oh, wow. Busy. I love her. Yeah, oh, cool. Well, so, that'll be know. nice. You got it, Pally. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Okay. Have fun golfing later. Thanks a lot, pal. See you, bud. Chris Egger, Bye. Channel 5 Eyewitness News. We'll take a break. Be right back. Patricia Heaton will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. 
Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It just kept, that office just kept going. It's all, oh, we back? Yep. Good. We just met one of our new neighbors, Mark. He was, uh, Pushing a cart down the hall. He's a big listener. We love to hear that. The big listener's moving across the hall. But I had no idea that that office is that big. It's yeah. huge. Rudy, it's wild. So, really? like, you, you kind of walk, and there's this, like, huge hallway. And Tom's like, this is big. And I go, just wait till you round the corner. Jesus. And it's huge. And they have this giant kitchen. And Mark said we can use that kitchen. Oh, nice. So you want to use the kitchen. They got... I got everything you'd ever want. I mean, I think we just made a very powerful friend. Is Google moving in next door? Who is <laughs> yeah, this maybe guy? that's what it is. It's like exactly. JKL or JLK Engineering. I'm not sure. Yep, but JLK nice. Engineering. Yeah. Was it JKL, JLK? Now you, I had I know it. it's said with a J. And it had a K and an L in it? I think it's JK Rowling's <laughs> JK Rowling, that's exactly <laughs> who it is. So let me know when Patricia's ready to go and uh, we'll be all set. I certainly will. Magnificent. But yeah, Mark, thank you very much. Uh, and, of course, he comes around the corner. And I say hello to him, and then Brittany comes out, and she meets him, all the rest of it. And he, he goes, I hope you don't mind, because I've heard you mention it on the show before, but I test jackhammers yeah. over here. <laughs> so he said, and I, my eyebrows went about to the roof. I go, I'm going to watch this interaction. No, they do not. He made that up because he's such a longtime listener that he knew that I bitched about the, well, oh, yeah. honest to God, for about two months. It was, oh, yeah. God. He was it was horrible. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Well, when you guys first got here, there was still jackhammering around this area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought so, yeah. I get here before you guys do, and I'm just in the studio, and it's super quiet in here. And you can hear everything through these hallways. Yeah. And there was, like, three days ago, there was a guy who just, like, I don't know where, just yawned and screamed the (laughs) F word. And it was like he was standing in the the what? He just screamed F. What if it's a ghost? It was wild. We have the most agonized ghosts that have to just go through board meetings all the time. They're in nothing but pain. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) See, I... I'm telling you, and I, you know, the show's doing really, really well, and I know that, and and all the rest of it. But I run into listeners every day now. I mean, that's so cool to run into you guys, you men and women out there that listen to the show. I run into you every day, and it's it's just so damn cool to meet all of you. Our listeners are very nice people. You ever known that? Our listeners are amazing. Our listeners are amazing. But I still have to talk our listeners into using a promo code because they don't use them. Apparently, our listeners actually have money to buy things. I cannot relate to that because I will use, I will find a promo code for anything. Oh, no, I, I understand. Promo, you should use promo codes. It's a prudent thing to do. But I've heard from other clients going, you know, we never have anybody use the promo code. Save, like, yeah, I know. Saving money is such a Minnesota thing. If somebody compliments anything, I will tell them 40% off, 10% off. I will go, that shirt, 20% off. Like, I, it's a Minnesota thing to flex about how much you save. <laughs> I can see that. That would make sense. Oh, Patricia's ready to go. Patricia Heaton, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. You know, it's so great to have you back on because the first time I interviewed you was many, many years ago. And I've always been a big fan of yours anyway. Thank but you. that particular day, you, I don't remember what it was about, Patricia, but you were wearing a dress that had to be pinned with like two big clips in the back. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> Honest to God, it was just so great because I brought it up. I said, Patricia, why do you have a big clip in your back with that dress? And you were kind of like, none of your business, damn it. <laughs> it was wonderful. Patricia Heaton, one of my favorite people to interview, promoting her new independent film, Mending the Line, in theaters Friday, this Friday, June 9th. Patricia, I want to hear how, how you've been. I want to hear all about your movie. So I'm going to shut up and, and listen. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mending the Line is a terrific movie that I immediately said yes to because Brian Cox was in the cast. Oh, sure. 
and uh, I would have been happy to play his cocker spaniel. So I was just, uh, you know, just to get the chance to work with him. Um, so I'm ending the line is this great story about our veterans, about trauma. About oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patricia, I'm sorry. We're going to have to have you call back. Maybe we're having a problem with the line. Okay. Yeah, we'll call, yeah we'll have Art call us right back, and we'll get you set up again. For some reason. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, thanks. Awesome. No thanks. Yeah. Thank sorry you. about that. I just love her. She's yeah. Such a good attitude. She's like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. And I'm going, what the hell are you doing, I... flipping yourself in the back? And she's like, shut up. I'm like so excited to have her on. I love she's great. her. I she do was too. the middle. Was one of my <sighs> first time I saw a oh, household yeah. where I go. That's like my household. Yeah. It's not like full house. It's not like everything's put in its perfect place. It was very much so like, yes, I can relate to that. We are like, you know, struggling a little bit financially. At the same time, we're having a good time. Like, you know, I just, the middle was everything to me. The Everybody Loves Raymond episode with the suitcase sitting at the end of the stair and yeah. who's yeah. going to take it up. For, that might be one of the best episodes of television Phenomenal. ever made. It's so funny and so relatable. Yeah. Phenomenal show. And that's what I love, too, is like you, we went through this kind of the 90s had all these unrealistic uh, in, in some of the 2000s, early 2000s, had all these unrealistic expectations of a household and a family where everyone got mm-hmm. along and and the kitchen table didn't have anything on it and all these things where it was just not, I would see that and go, yeah, we are not the Brady Bunch. We are not full house. Right. I am not step by step. <clears throat> right. We are family reflected step by step because we had a bunch of step family. Oh, okay. But it was just so unrealistic that the dynamics of the family and that the way the house was put together that it was so fun to see the middle. I just thought that was one of the It was a shows. great show. Oh, it so good. It was a good. really really good show. Yeah. But she's always everything she's ever been in she's been really really good. <clears throat> no doubt about it. Yeah. She's we're good. All, we're yep. good to go? Yeah. Now, Patricia, because I'm I used to be in the radio business now in the podcasting business. I have to do this to you. I, when I bring you back on, I go, go like this. So you ready, Patricia? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we could use the same voice. It would be wonderful. Anyway, we were talking about Mending the Line and how happy you are with Mending the Line in theaters this Friday, June 9th. So now you're, you sound perfect now, by the way. You sound great. Oh, great. Yep. Great. Yeah, um, Mending the Lime is just a beautiful movie about fly fishing, about our veterans, uh, wonderful actors, Cinqua Walls, and, of course, Brian Cox uh, from the incredible show Succession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I play a, a, a VA doctor. Um, <clears throat> and I, uh, you know, it was wonderful to be able to be in scenes with Brian and just to be a part of this movie that talks about our veterans in this in this way yep. and what they struggle with and the, and the hopefulness of of um, you know healing. Uh, I think since the pandemic, the the idea of dealing with our mental health has come to the forefront more, which is a great thing. And um, so to to be able to to be a part of that was important to me. I work a lot with the Gary Sinise Foundation. Oh sure, and, yep. Right, and and Gary does. So much, and all the supporters do so much for our veterans. Um, one of their main things is building houses for wounded vets. But the mental health of our veterans is a big part of what Gary's foundation works with. And, uh, you know, what's great about being in Hollywood is to be able to work with wonderful people, but also on topics that really are important, but done in such a beautiful storytelling way that's also, uh, you know, entertaining. You know what I love about this, Patricia, is I, I'm of the age that uh, at the end of the Vietnam War uh, came along. Mm. I, was, I was too young, actually. I, I think I, I actually turned old enough at the very, the very last year of the war, so I never actually went in. Okay. But why this is so important to me, Patricia Heaton, with us. And by the way, do you have to be out at a specific time because we lost a couple minutes there? I, I want to make sure I don't run over your time. I think Art will yeah, help with Art that. will yell at yeah. me? Tom, damn it. (laughs) No art. (laughs) Art's a good man. There's no doubt about it. But anyway, this is why it means so much to me, Patricia, because all those years ago, while you were talking just now, I thought back to not one, not two, not three, but four of my friends never came back from Vietnam. So the fact that people like you care about that is huge for me. Well, I was, you know, I, I was also around in the like sixth and seventh grade when all of that was going on. 
and, you know, having friends whose brothers went over, yep. you know, and worrying about whether they were coming back or not made it very real for me at that time. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's, it's an important topic and, and you can never do too much for our veterans. Yep. Uh, Patricia, thank, first off, thank you so much. I'm a veteran, and what you do is amazing, and especially the mental health piece and the housing, all of that is just so important. Um, but, I, you know, when you were off air, I had to mention something that I just – watching The Middle was the first time I saw a household that was similar to mine, and I thought that was yes. so cool growing up. It wasn't – there was things on the table. It was messy. Not everyone knew what you were eating that <laughs> night. There's eccentric – you know what I mean? Like – it was so, I thought that was just so awesome. We talk about, you know, representation in different forms that takes. And I have to say, that was the first time I go, that house looks like my house. And it was just you know, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, your sentiment was, um, you know, widespread amongst our audience who felt finally seen. Yeah. Because it, the show was called The Middle because it was about everybody that wasn't on the East Coast or West Coast, mm -hmm. which is where so many shows are set. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like East Coast, West Coast, or Chicago. For some reason, <laughs> Chicago is the other place every show is set. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that that whole, like, middle America where the, the big activity of the weekend is to go master shopping and French lick. Exactly. And that, you know, to be able to create a show around that, and, around playing cornhole, you know, or having to take on an extra job at Christmas to pay for presents. Exactly. Like and that not, is, right? Yeah, and not making it sad either. Like, you know, it wasn't like, here's sob stories. Here's actually a super happy family that does yeah. have a side job sometimes or does have, you That's know, right. a mess. And so, yeah, thank you so much for doing that. Oh, well, that was our incredible writers, Eileen Heisler and Deanne Helene, who were both from the Midwest, from <clears throat> Ohio and Indiana. And um, they, you know, they just captured it. In, it's such a, it was such an homage to that Midwest upbringing. And it's what I, it's how I grew up, as you grew up. And um, I think there's a reason that it ran for nine years. And now also it just does really well in streaming. People just love it. It's like comfort food. Um, it was just a wonderful experience to do. And I'm, I love that people still finding it and enjoying it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Patricia Heaton promoting a new independent film, Mending the Line in Theaters Friday, June 9th. I will close with this. And please come back soon, Patricia, because we love you on this show. You know that. But, yeah, thanks. Um, I would say this. When I did mention the clip on the back of your dress all those years ago, I said, where'd you get that dress? And you said, well, that'd be none of your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I, I've mellowed a bit since then. <laughs> no, no, I, we love you, we sister. We love you so much. Come back, okay? <laughs> I will. Thanks for having me. Patricia Heaton, ladies and gentlemen. She, I adore that woman. I really do. She's just so damn talented. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Very sweet. But she basically, why don't you go screw yourself? I, I mean, just love that about that's her. That's a perfect match for your asking where <laughs> she bought that dress. Where'd you buy the dress? None of your goddamn, she actually said none of your goddamn business, actually. Which is perfect. <laughs> she, she's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.